Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Broncos. Today's episode is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, your leading sports book for fantasy sports today. Go there, sign up, and win big now. So obviously, the Denver Broncos traveled on the road yesterday and fell short to the Buffalo Bills, 26-16, in a game that was very, very frustrating, I would have to say, on an, execution, uh, on an executional standpoint. And the reason I say that is when we go back and we look at this game, we look at a lot of the mistakes that were committed by the Denver Broncos or the lack of execution in certain areas that led to the eventual demise in this game of the team. And, and I think that the Denver Broncos didn't really come off into this game and they didn't really start off on the right foot defensively. They struggled a majority of the day in containing Tyrod Taylor, LeSean McCoy at times, and even Mike Tolbert, the old veteran workhorse, as well as just not being in position several times to make a stop and miss tackling hurt the Denver Broncos defensively. And some elements of coaching, in my opinion, just going back and watching the game tape, reflected on why the Denver Broncos lost. And I'm going to break that down for you right now, right here, Locked On Broncos. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. The Broncos offensively got off to an okay start, but majority of the game, there was just inconsistency in terms of just executing. Obviously, Jamal Charles in the run game was there, but the Denver Broncos were kind of forced to go away from it a little bit later on in the game as the second half kind of approached, and Jamal Charles scored a touchdown uh, on, a, on a beautiful run where he kept his feet going. C.J. Anderson had several big runs, hard runs, but a lot of the times, the Buffalo Bills front seven stacked the box and made it a lot more difficult for them to get the run game established and so far I, I went on air on the Lockdown Broncos Twitter account at Lockdown Broncos and did a halftime kind of report which you can always catch every Sunday or anytime there's a Denver Broncos game as well as a post game report. I went on at halftime and I talked about how important it would be for the Denver Broncos to create a little bit more balance in the offensive production, obviously in play calling. And that starts with the run game a little bit. You want to take the pressure off Trevor Simeon to have to throw the ball multiple times. I said if you have to force Trevor Simeon to throw the ball 35 to 50 times this game, that's not a good recipe in terms of coming out on top You know, with a potential victory against a very talented and very tough Buffalo Bills team on the road. And, and this past week, I was joined here on Lockdown Broncos by Kevin Massari over at Lockdown on Bills and we talked about it. The Buffalo Bills in the eyes of the national media right now don't get a lot of respect but they do have a very competitive team, a very young team who I believe defensively, they have a lot of good players that are young. Obviously, Marcel Darius was out for the game against the Broncos yesterday, but Sean McDermott has a great process going on over there in Buffalo. Just based on what I've heard him speak, obviously, in the weekly conference call last week, he's got a good vision. He's got a good idea on what he wants his defense to be like, and most defenses are attacking defenses. Now, the Bills were a little depleted in their secondary. They were young. Micah Hyde, obviously a veteran guy. They 
they had some solid play in the secondary. But going back to the game film, the Buffalo Bills got into a kind of a situation where they would stack the box with a four-man front and, and walk up the outside backers. They kind of played more of a nickel-type package against the Denver Broncos, kind of using the same recipe that the Denver Broncos used against the Dallas Cowboys last week. And it worked for the Buffalo Bills. What they did was they had their edge guy Shaq Lawson. They caused a little havoc. They didn't really get to Trevor Simeon too much in terms of sacking him, but they made it a lot more difficult for Trevor Simeon to be able to extend plays. Now, in the first half, Trevor Simeon was able to extend plays with his legs and find guys open to move the chains for a first down. But over in the second half, they had a guy, I believe it was the inside backer, spying him the entire time, as well as the DNs playing force contain. So Trevor Simeon didn't really have the ability to scramble. And Trevor Simeon, obviously, after the Denver Broncos came out in the third quarter, made a mistake, and they didn't really get any momentum. or You know, they started off in bad field position. What happened was Trevor Simeon rolled out and tried to extend the play. I think he felt the pressure necessarily of making a play because Buffalo had the momentum and they were kind of running away with in, ter- in terms of momentum in the third quarter and he rolled out and he tried to find Benny Fowler on a third and long and he threw a pick in the enemy, tor- enemy territory luckily the Denver Broncos defense came up big and held up there obviously Shelby Harris with a huge sack to force a long you know field position for the Bills which forced them to punt so the Denver Broncos got the ball back and there were two separate occasions that I think absolutely hindered the Denver Broncos in terms of field positioning and it was the fake punt now let me talk about the fake punt and and why I wasn't really pleased with it I'll get to that in just a moment but back to my original point the Buffalo Bills have a very underrated and young talented defense and I said that last week and and a lot of people are trying to discredit the Buffalo Bills right now and they're magnifying the Denver Broncos loss because of it well go back on the film Buffalo's defense flows to the ball and they actually play sound gap assignment football now the secondary some of the rookies got got exposed a little bit in the first half with Emmanuel Sanders who had a lot of receiving he had 70 yards receiving at halftime going into halftime and he had a big play a catch where he was wide open for 44 yards the DB comes behind him hits him as he comes down his knee comes down the ball comes loose and they interpreted that it was an incomplete pass, even though Emmanuel Sanders had taken three to four steps, had made a football move after possessing the ball. It should have been ruled that he fumbled it and regathered possession. So at that point, it would have been a first and 10 for the Denver Broncos deep into Buffalo territory. And you never know. Stuff like that could absolutely change the game. You never know what the Broncos could have done there. But the Denver Broncos found themselves on drives where they just couldn't punch it in, especially with field position where they were in the red zone or they had the ability to score touchdowns. They just couldn't do it. And so Brandon McManus found himself very busy this week kicking field goals. But C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles, I believe, were the bright spots today on the Denver Broncos offense. They ran the ball really well. Garrett Bowles played really well. Surprisingly, coming off a guy who was carted off the field last week, you know, he came out and he, he played very fierce and he's mean. He ragdolls guys and he's adamant on protecting his quarterback. Menelik Watson still struggled a little bit. Uh, he didn't really give up any sacks. He did give up several pressures though. And this is my point. You know, I went back on Twitter and I was talking about things that are inexcusable as for an offensive lineman. Now, obviously getting beat is one thing. But to get beat on the inside and to just give up on the play, I saw Men League Watson do that several times, and to me, that's just deflating. Now, another thing that really killed the Denver Broncos' momentum in this game, from my 
perspective. And this is just my perspective. I don't know what you guys think. Be sure to tweet me at Cody Rourke NFL your thoughts to this question. But I thought that what killed the Denver Broncos momentum, especially in establishing the run game, was the you know the fact that the Denver Broncos kept rotating Max Garcia and Alan Barber at guard at every other series. To me, I just don't I don't see how that's beneficial for the Denver Broncos offensive unit. And the reason for this is because you have one guy that comes in one series, and maybe it's a quick series, maybe it's a quick three and out, but maybe you establish you have some good runs, maybe you break off an eight-yard run, then you have a penalty. Obviously, penalties killed the Denver Broncos today. I'll get to that in just a minute. But offensively for the line, you want to try to establish the run game. And so maybe the run game was working with Barber, and then the next series you bring in Max Garcia, who's you know, who hadn't really gotten his feet wet yet into this game. He comes in and they struggle and vice versa. And then Barber comes in and Barber may maybe just cold. Maybe he's just standing on the sideline too long. You know, you lose that adrenaline if you're not into a game. When you're in the game long enough, you keep that adrenaline going. And so Barber comes in the next series and then it's just almost like a repetition that the guard play was not that good for the Denver Broncos. Now I think Matt Paradise and Garrett Bowles probably had the best games today on the offensive line and the Denver Broncos had to use some some running back help in the pass game as well as the tight ends to stay in block on the edge on on uh, Meta League Watson's side but the overall formula that I'm trying to get here is that the Denver Broncos have to establish solidarity and you're going to hear me say that word solidarity quite a bit they have to establish some solidarity all across the board on the offensive line in order for them to be a well-oiled machine and the issue that we're dealing with here is the fact that we're rotating a guard in every other series so you never know who's the guy that's going to have the hot hand or what it can do to the chemistry that the offensive line currently has or that they can build on from a previous drive, especially when you involve mistakes like false starts. Obviously, a loud, hostile fan base in Buffalo. Buffalo Bills fans are amazing. They're amazingly loud, and they were loud from start to finish, and that got into the Denver Broncos' heads a little bit, and it struggled with the Denver Broncos being able to key audibles as well, and so that led to several false starts, and luckily, no, not really much on, on terms of any delayed games. But overall, it affected the Denver Broncos offensively from that standpoint. At the beginning of the hour, I mentioned that the show was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is one of the best sports books out there for competitive sports fans. You like FanDuel, you like DraftKings, you like winning money and the element to be able to play fantasy sports. Well, there's this thing called MyBookie.ag and let me tell you a little bit about them. MyBookie.ag is one of the best leaders in sports books out there with providing its players with a with a base of information that gives them the best possible position to win in fantasy sports. Today, no more insider trading between DraftKings and FanDuel. You could go to mybookie.ag right now, and if you do, go in and sign up and enter the promo code Locked On. When you do this, up to 100% of your deposit will be matched. So let's say you deposit $1,000 into mybookie.ag. Well, mybookie.ag will match you with $1,000 alone. So therefore, you have $2,000 in value just by signing up if you did that. So what you put into it, you get out just for using the promo code locked on head over to mybookie.ag today right now if you're into competitive sports books or fantasy sports online no more waiting for the guy across the street to pay you back on a bet that you made you get your first payout within 48 hours of your winnings go over to mybookie.ag right now so on our final note here i'm going to cover all the statistical 
elements that came out of yesterday's Denver Broncos Buffalo Bills game and I'm going to talk about the failed punt attempt the fake punt I'll talk about that in just a second like I promised you but when you look at the scoreboard you see a 26 to 16 victory by the Buffalo Bills but the stats tell a different story okay the Denver Broncos had more yards than the Buffalo Bills of offense they had 366 total yards of offense compared to Buffalo's 272 now a big hindrance for both teams that really I'd say cost both teams in field position were penalties the Broncos had 10 penalties for up to 79 yards think about that for a moment and the Broncos were 6 of 14 on third down compared to you know Buffalo Bills 6 of 16 on third down the difference maker in this game and this is the revealing one and if you read and you know sports the difference maker in games like these comes down to turnovers Trevor Simeon threw two interceptions Tyrod Taylor threw zero now the thing that frustrates me is you already have all the pundits. You have the Mile High Report people. You have everybody on Twitter that was against Trevor Simeon being the starting quarterback from the very beginning. They wanted Paxton Lynch or somebody else to be the starting quarterback. You go through Twitter, and this game is a is a fine example of why they dislike him and, and why they continue to preach the narrative that, oh, Trevor Simeon is not the guy. He had a bad game. And if you go on my post-game report on Periscope on the Lockdown Broncos Twitter handle right now, go back and check it out, at Lockdown Broncos. I talk about, you know what? Trevor Simeon did have a bad game. He played terrible. He didn't have the game that the Denver Broncos needed him to have to be successful to go on the road and defeat the Buffalo Bills. Now, just because of that, am I going to discredit Trevor Simeon? Am I going to just say, you know what? He couldn't lead us on the road against a very talented and young Buffalo Bills team. You know, he played terrible in in the second half. He couldn't get things going. He became a little more skittish after throwing his first interception. So that must mean that Trevor Simeon's done for. We ought to just stick a fork in Trevor Simeon and never play Trevor Simeon at quarterback ever again because guess what this is Trevor Sealing's Trevor Simeon's ceiling I think it's absolutely ridiculous how many quarterbacks in the NFL have a bad game has Tom Brady ever had a bad game? Has uh, Peyton Manning ever had a bad game? Has Eli Manning ever had a bad game? Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan. I could go on and on and on and on and on about bad games. Now, the fact of the matter is, for the first two weeks, we had Broncos fans on Twitter. And, and some of these Lynch stands that were gunning for Paxton Lynch to win the job and didn't want to see Trevor Simeon, no matter what, at quarterback. They were like, you know what, maybe he's starting to build, you know, grow on me a little bit. He's starting to play well. You know, hats off to him they're starting to give him some credit and then the moment he has a bad game it's okay Ben Simeon no contract extension talks let's get in let's bring in another quarterback let's trade for a quarterback let's play Brock Osweiler let's just put Paxton Lynch in shoulder pads even though he's hurt and put him out on the field none of those guys would do better none of those guys would do better Paxton Lynch would struggle in this offense right now he's not yet ready and we've seen that in preseason. If he was ready, he'd be the starting quarterback. So pause that narrative for a second. Now, Trevor Simeon did some great things today. Trevor Simeon has a really good ability of extending plays with his eyes down the field without really taking his eyes off of defenders. He still has pocket awareness. He still has situational awareness when he's rolling out. He still finds guys open down the field, and he makes plays, and he made several plays today. There were a lot of things that really hurt the Denver Broncos. That, that officiating call that brought Emmanuel Sanders catch back, that didn't help. It didn't help one bit. But you know what? This is the NFL. You can't make excuses. You have a bad game. You won't up to it. You admit it. You go back out the next week and you prepare and you play your butt off again. And now Trevor Simeon has a perfect opportunity to get back into the film room this week, get out on the practice field, have a great week of practice with Mike McCoy, Bill Musgrave, go over and correct what needs to be corrected and just little things like technique or even game awareness. And you can go into next week's game against the Oakland Raiders at home, might I add, in the 
Mile High City with a loud and rocking Denver fan base. And you can have an ability to have the game of your life once again. Last time the Denver Broncos played the Raiders at home, Trevor Simeon had a phenomenal game. And I don't have any doubt in my mind that Trevor Simeon is going to come out and and not perform this game. I think Trevor Simeon is going to come out and tear it up. I'm confident in Trevor Simeon's ability to lead the Denver Broncos into the playoffs, into the games, whatever it may be, to lead them to victory. Because guess what? He's the quarterback. He's earned the job. He's earned that right. And sometimes, guess what? If you don't like him, that's fine. But you need to respect him because he's the guy that's currently leading the Denver Broncos. And it always fires me up every week to just see fans, after one bad performance, just throw throw their hands up in the air and say the sky is falling. It's not. The Denver Broncos needed this to happen, in my opinion, early on because they got a little bit ahead of themselves. That Dallas Cowboys win was absolutely huge. Now you have a tough loss on the road against the Bills, a very talented young Bills team, and you have a lot to build on. There's the things that you can fix defensively, especially on the offensive side of the ball as well, as well as special teams. There's always room for improvement, and I think that if I'm a Denver Broncos fan and I have faith in my team, I'm confident they're going to go out this week and they're going to make the proper adjustments. Stop bashing your quarterback. Stop bashing your team. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. And support them. Support them because guess what? Without these guys, we wouldn't even be watching football. They wouldn't even be out there. We wouldn't even be fans because if they weren't out there, we wouldn't be watching. What would we be doing? We'd be probably playing in a crochet club. So support the Denver Broncos. Support your quarterback. Stop being so negative towards your team. That's one thing that I don't never understand is that people being so negative towards their team. Get it together. Let's go, Broncos country. We are much better than this. I believe we've become entitled over the years. Absolutely. When you have a guy like Peyton Manning as your quarterback for such a long time and you have success and you're winning, absolutely. Who wouldn't be entitled? But you have to come to reality. Trevor Simeon gives the Denver Broncos the best chance right now to win, to take the team to the playoffs, to have them compete for a Super Bowl. Right now in the NFL, in the current state, Trevor Simeon is the best option at quarterback for the Denver Broncos. So drop the narrative, support your team, and go Broncos, baby. So back to the one thing that I was saying that I really I, I got into a little disagreement with with some of my old guys over at Predominantly Orange with was the fact that, you know, Vance Joseph on a fourth and three, you know, on your own 32 inside enemy territory – going for it, doing a fake punt, keeping your offensive line in. They really didn't fool the Buffalo Bills in this regard because they kept their starting offensive line in. Now, I just don't think it was a great call, and this is just the defensive coordinator part of me as a defensive coordinator. When you do that and you have no momentum in a game anyways, I understand you're trying to you know, pick up a first down and you may do a fake just to even spark momentum. I get it. But when you don't get it, it absolutely kills you and puts you in a very terrible spot. And that's what happened with the Denver Broncos, you know, this week, last, you know, last night against the Bills. And when I look back on it, you know, while it didn't necessarily harm the Denver Broncos, it didn't help them in terms of momentum. They couldn't get anything going the rest of the way. And unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills made stops and they converted the ball on, on third down and they got the chains moving. And they milked the clock to where they kicked a field goal to go up 26 to 16. And that was pretty much it. The Denver Broncos didn't really have, you know, much of a chance after that in order to 
to make these adjustments. So I think that's just a young coaching error. And I think Joe Woods had his first actual test today as a defensive coordinator and, and just seeing that what offenses can throw to you. And obviously with experience, uh, you know, obviously Rick Dennison, who's a guy who's been in the league for years, you know, in, in his system over there at Buffalo, it looked pretty beneficial for him. And Tyrod Taylor looked good. LaShawn McCoy looked good. They, they played well enough to not lose the game. Tyrod Taylor threw two touchdowns. Trevor Simeon threw two interceptions. And the Denver Broncos lost a turnover battle in a 10-point game. You never know. Those are the biggest plays that can turn the tide of a game completely. So... Have faith, Broncos country. You know, every time they're, you know, the Broncos lose, yeah, it, it absolutely sucks. I can tell you what, I, I look at it at first, and I'm like, you know what, my whole week's going to be ruined until the Denver Broncos play again and have a chance to redeem themselves. But, you know, you got to go back to the game film. Go back and watch the coaches' film. If you have NFL Game Pass, head on over there and try that out now. Also, head over to Pro Football Focus. If you have an account or if you don't have a Pro Football Focus account and you have an iTunes, please go to iTunes right now. Leave a review for the Locked On Broncos podcast and, and be sure to include your Twitter handle for your chance to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Pro Football Focus will go around and randomly select a winner for a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. I have a Pro Football Focus subscription and it gives me a little bit more insight into game elements that I can apply by watching the film and seeing where a player graded out. It's a great tool and it's something that we can all use to understand the game of football and analytics a little better so tonight's edition of locked on broncos has been brought to you by mybookie.ag this is your host cody rourke saying good night and go broncos yo everybody get up everybody get up everybody needs to understand that i'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group just like geico is more than just a company that can save you money Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.